0: Ready, All right, ready to be counted in? Yes. Ready in Chamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein.
1: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs and bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.
0: hello welcome thank you for joining i have with me listen we've had a lot of moms we've had some dads this is riaz he's our first gay dad
1: gay dads in the house so
0: let me get this straight you're anti-gay marriage and you're voting for trump in 2020.
1: <laughs> and i also want myself behind a wall as an immigrant yes. i want to be inside of a wall so a lot of self-loathing. <laughs>
0: Lots of self-loathing. Lots of self-loathing. So we were introduced by a mutual friend. Yes. And she's told me about you for months and months. And I was like, I got to have this guy on my show.
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy you're here because we've never had gay dads. And that's a whole, it's a whole group that's mm-hmm. never been represented. So mm-hmm. let's get into first, what's your background? Who are you?
1: Who am I? Um, I was born in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, and we came here very young. And, How uh, old were you? I was one. And oh wow! So f- outside of my house was America, but inside of my house was a different nation.
0: And uh, we totally get that around yeah. here because Nadav is, his family is Israeli. I'm Hungarian, and people don't really get that. Yeah, where you're going to school and the kids at school have like Wrangler jeans.
1: Yes, and yes, you're wearing and get capri sun <laughs> and like. And are, and their feelings are acknowledged and you're like, What the hell? Like right. they, they right. constantly come and like my mom right. and I were talking about and I'm like this is different. What? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or just yeah. good snacks. Or good sa- like pudding. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, man. you totally feel, yeah. Yeah, and especially with Pakistan, like so your food is really different. Like mm-hmm. your house just smells different. Mm-hmm. And what does your mom pack you? Like, what did your mom pack you? Well, that's
1: funny. For lunch? So <laughs> we came here and both my parents worked. So I packed lunches. No. I have two older sisters, four or four and five years older. So they are older. And from first grade, I would set my alarm and I would make lunches for all of us. And my first all-nighter, was in fourth grade, my older sister had a paper on Nietzsche do, and she had not written it. What grade was she in? She was in eighth, I think. She was in eighth or ninth. You guys are smart. It's a good school. I stayed up all night in front of a typewriter, typing her paper, handing it to her, and then rolling up to fourth grade without having slept.
0: Wow. So in my house,
1: I packed the lunches.
0: Yo, you pack, that's the name of your album I is in my high pack, the
1: lunches, bitch. <laughs> totally. Parents had to, had to make their way in America. There was no yes. time. Like they were gone. Dad was starting his medical practice. Mom was helping that. Like they were working oh, wow. constantly. So
0: your family was educated. Mm-hmm. They came yes. over and, um, so your father, what kind of a doctor was Surgeon.
1: he? Surgeon educated in london at the royal college of surgeons very very accomplished but came here in america at a time when they're like mm, immigrants not so much yeah and so they forced him to repeat his residency Ugh. so when we came here my father was already making money as a surgeon and we came here and they said nope and so my mom my dad my two sisters and i and my grandmother lived in a motel room in fairmont west virginia for a year total immigrant story um and that's where i i started so so grow, like apparently in pakistan we had servants for each of us every child had a servant my mom had never changed diapers and then we came here in the middle of the night fleeing a a, a war and suddenly my mom had these three children and had no idea what to do with them so our our childhood was very much my mom being like okay i'm going to figure this out Mm -hmm. as 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 we all figure it out
0: right so that's the template that you have Mm -hmm. as a parent but also what a what a wacky beginning to your life yes and
1: and and in oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of childhood until college we lived in pretty rural semi-rural Maryland and West Virginia
0: what was that like S- being the pakistani
1: well, they didn't even know what pakistani was they all assumed mexican latino and so everyone was like oh the new latino kid and i'm like no and in west virginia when we went to school there were only two options on the form black and white so i remember my sister coming home and telling my father that she's black because she checked it and my father <laughs> was slightly slightly uncomfortable because he's like I don't know what's happening in this school in America Yeah, but no it was it was, it was rural so, rural West Virginia
0: what year is this just to give
1: 1975 me.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So not a lot
1: of diversity, not a lot of awareness of diversity.
0: No, because my father talks about when we came from Canada in like 1980, and we drove in a van from, you know, down through Michigan. We we were in Windsor, Ontario. And he's like, you know, I I saw the South and they were so white everybody's white <laughs> and uh you know thank god you're blonde your mother's blonde because you know we are foreigners yeah. and they were like mesmerized by the fact that my parents spoke with accents and like who what huh yeah so wow i am sorry i'm like marveling at the first part of your life cuz that is so much you, that enough that's enough that's it's a lot that that it's enough my for way you. of
1: looking at the world is very open minded because and i'm i'm a big a uh, believer in conversation to bridge a divide because my whole life people have looked at me and I've had to explain to them, I'm not what you may think I am. Mm. Whether it's a Muslim and what you just saw on the news or a gays or an immigrant or a Pakistani, whatever it is, I'm 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 always using my conversation to be like, I, I hear what I know what you know, I know what you read, <laughs> but that's not actually who I am. And so conversation is the only way to do
0: it. It is the only way, but yeah. I fear now that conversations are being stifled yes. because the... the like. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm so, I try, how do I say this? I'm not a hypocrite, but I do change my opinion on things. Mm -hmm. And like, everybody should have a right to think what the fuck they
1: want. And the thing that I have the biggest problem with is you're not allowed to have two thoughts at the same time. Yeah. I can't feel bad for the situation that black people are facing in America, but also feel bad for the situation that rural, poor, white America is facing. Like, I, I can have those two thoughts, right. I can, but I'm not allowed to.
0: But now, yes, it, it, there's, not, there's no dialogue, there's no discourse, there's yes. no letting people explore ideas mm-hmm. and like, yeah, let's hear what the Pakistani yeah. <laughs> gay Muslim dad has to say. Totally. <laughs> like it's, so okay, that those are so many identities mm-hmm. that you carry, and now you're am- American, or do mm-hmm. we? Okay, I'm
1: American, um, but my but the fact that I was born in Pakistan is still in my passport. Oh. So mostly when right. I go through international airports, my British husband is waved to the right, and I am asked to step aside to the left with the man with the machine gun. <laughs> and I in Germany it has no problems doing this. By the oh way, Frankfurt God. Airport has no problems <laughs> being politically correct. They're like, come with the machine gun man, yeah. and you just sit there with all yeah. the like the other. Sudanese refugees and all the people are like <laughs> and you're like I guess we're this holding pattern here and I'm constantly used to being pulled aside because my pa- my passport says I was born in Pakistan
0: oh my god yeah. that is so scary it's intense. And how do you have to handle that I mean
1: well the last time I traveled to Trinashi my passport was taken from me
0: what without
1: reason I'm telling you it's not fun to be Pakistani these days it is no, not it was taken and I said but this is my ID to get through the next airport and they said no taken
0: from you taken from, it it from you uh,
1: the US passport control they said we think there's a duplicate passport out there no and i said I- i've had this passport for 10 years you can see and they're like no we need it and so then i gave it to them and oh. then 3 weeks later i get a call from passport control saying why did you surrender your passport and i was mm. like because a man with a gun asked me to <laughs> and they're like well you shouldn't have done that and i'm like okay wh- at what what suggestion are you offering that I should have gone to the man with the gun and said, no, 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 no. Allow me to overrule you, even though you hold domain here in the yeah. airport. No, so it's all these wacky things happen constantly uh. in my life, and I can either become bitter about them and become resentful and let that perspective of being a victim define everything. Right. Or just say, there's some ignorant people out there, and they become less ignorant when you expose them.
0: That is so true. That's really the essence of it. And I understand the inclination of people to be like, no, forget that person, F that person. That guy that took your passport is wrong and he should be erased and canceled and everybody Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. should be, like, yeah, I agree. I think they should be canceled, but that's not how it works. You can't do it, sweetie. It's a slower process and it's painfully. And also what you said about that, gosh, you know, I think we think because this is the United States of America that that stuff can't happen Mm -hmm. to you, that the guy with a machine gun can take your passport because that's why our parents... Ostensibly came here because yeah. my family too came from my country where a guy with a machine gun mm-hmm. can take you away in the night and you disappear forever. Yes, yes. So you come here and you're like, it's fine, everything's. Thank God, we're in the land of the free yeah. and like. Mm, mm, what? Although
1: I would say it is probably the most. Free, it, it is. I
0: would argue that too. You know, in compared. dangerous
1: times, it's the most free, and yeah. and I don't. I really don't. I have to say, you know, every time someone has either pulled me aside or whatever, I'll look at them and and and. I get it. You know, most of the terrorists do look like me. It's, it's not it's not mm, ridiculous. I don't know Reals. you're
0: pretty attractive. <laughs> and I love your Are shirt. you saying that terrorists
1: cannot be you're pretty?
0: You're kind of hot. Like, you're an attractive <laughs> terrorist, okay? Well, it was
1: funny. After 9-11, I had to travel, and my sister told me, uh, my sister's a judge, and she said, um, Oh, my just,
0: God. <laughs> My dad's a surgeon. My sister's a judge. The other
1: sh- is you a psychiatrist. Dum-dums in dumb this dums. family. Yeah. A total brown immigrant family. <laughs> but she told me, going through the airport, she's like, just act gayer. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, whoever heard of a gay terrorist? Just, That's like, so l- lisp your way through <laughs> immigration
0: yeah just skip through the yeah, line they're like literally like fabulous it's so oh, fabulous like, who's glitter. gonna pull me
1: over yeah. Exact glitter <laughs> glitter and sequence
0: what's that douchebag what's his name you know the old guy um oh he's blonde what's which his one rip rip, t- rip, rip 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 torn rip taylor oh. well anyway that was terrible my brain's fried sorry guys i've been up for two or three nights with a two-year-old oh. rip yeah that's kind of, it's like the gayest human oh my ever god live. yes yeah he was fantastic uh, so any hoodles. So, okay, so you've got that going. It's not bad enough, it's not hard enough that you were an immigrant, mm. that you're Pakistani, mm. and now you're gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Muslim,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're at war mm-hmm. with your part of the world. Like, how the fuck?
1: And then you bring the, I'm a gay dad, and oh you see a God. whole new level of 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 reactions. You know, it's. I was saying to a friend, <laughs> I'm not used to being this out because if you see me walking around you'll be like maybe he's gay he's stylish maybe he's not who knows but you don't like <laughs> i don't i don't scream gay i now go through airports with my husband and my children and mm. there is always a double take of where are the moms where are the moms constantly mm. and you just watch people watch <laughs> us and it's 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 a little unnerving because you feel like any bad behavior from the kids you're gonna get that's what happens when you don't have a mother in the picture oh, you know we're very yeah. very aware of being watched and any negative behavior people like that's why it's an unnatural family that's why you need a mother and and so our one-year-old on a plane crying suddenly feels like it's more about two dads than it is about a one-year-old being on a plane
0: wow so there
1: is i would say having emerged into the world as a gay parent with two small children tagging along with me everywhere that is a new level of being conspicuously gay that i've not had before
0: and that obviously makes must make you feel vulnerable you feel right? very watched you can't pass now yeah. as just like hey, i'm just a guy in society like you you're feel from... definitely gay
1: mm-hmm. definitely gay <laughs> and when i'm saying my husband definitely gay definitely and you know from the moment you check in where's the mom you, know, yeah. when you go to, and, and no one says it meanly, that's to be so honest, funny. but it's always like, where's the mom? Where's the mom? And you're yep. like, no, no, there, there's no mom. It's just us.
0: That's what my husband says whenever he's out alone with our children, that people are like, that's neat. Where's the, where's yeah. the mom? Yeah. Where's the lady who's in charge of all this stuff? Exactly. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I don't know. I had to learn everything about being a mom. It's not that that's somehow genetically gifted to you. No. Like you don't know any of this stuff. I never changed a diaper until I had my first mm-hmm. child. Um. Yeah, that's really rough because I. I think people. I mean, do you think they assume like there's no way these guys know what they're doing? I think. Or... I think
1: there's a general feeling that men are inept when it comes to parenting. Yeah, that men are doofuses, and so when you put well, two of those straight guys, well, straight. I mean, yeah, and that's a whole different conversation which we can talk about. But, but.
0: I mean, gay men. Let's face it. You guys are the uber mensch. Like you're. Definitely you're cooler. We're cooler. To be real.
1: Yeah. But that's but that's interesting you're because the cool factor is there. And so I can spot on the playground a mom being like, gay dad, gay dad, gay dad, <laughs> and they'll run over because they're expecting Oscar parties. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, that's not exactly where I am. It's
0: not a disco yeah. all the time. Not all the time. And, yeah. and and
1: I am I have I have told my friends, most of my friends realize <laughs> I'm a slightly disappointing gay man because I don't like Halloween. And I don't <gasps> like I really don't love drag and I, like, it's really i know i know if you want me Parades? to go and get a better game wait a minute I know. yeah
0: what about uh, 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 the fucking um my brain what about ymca though? The village i know people? i know if i know the steps
1: that. to YMCA, yeah. Of course i mean i couldn't get in the I couldn't get the card without the steps to ymca i mean be literal
0: yeah it's, sorry, like, sorry. it's like
1: do i kiss men yes, yes i do yes, do yes, i know yes. ymca <laughs> do you um, go to the gym but it's yeah. but it's fascinating to go through the world of Uh, And I would say parenthood is run by moms. It's one of those worlds that is completely run by women. I'm
0: trying to work this out in my bit, that we are the controllers of this universe. There's so much power in that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we need to assume it positively, because right now the whole meme is like drinking wine. It's like, well... Okay, now that you know you have all this power, let's make it awesome. But anyway, that's i digress. What do you see in the straight world that we don't see cuz you're you're from the outside yeah, in? Tell me
1: what's going on. It's fascinating. So, so so I found the culture of moms and this is from when we were expecting through having the child. Like, oh, you
0: got to walk me how you did all oh, that. Oh yeah, we'll do yeah, that. That's um,
1: fascinating. Is is very much the mom culture is so intense. <laughs> and I find it so unfair to women Mm. like it's weirdly super accepting of us not for the right reasons but because we're new and we're fun but (laughs) women to other women moms to other moms Mm. i have i have gone off on a woman in a grocery store for talking to another mother Mm. a way that i would never talk to a stranger
0: like what happened like
1: she was like you know you shouldn't do that and i was like to, to another mom in line and then i was like no one asked you like mom's f- oh, like mom's feeling this right to touch the pregnancy tell you oh, what to yeah, do yeah that's the worst it's sort of like I, i've done so many makeover shows over the course of my career it's, I, I do a lot of work with women in self-esteem and i always thought it was men that made women feel bad mm. i always thought it was men those bastards men and then i would do one show after another and the first woman was like my mother then it was my aunt then it was my sister mm. and i'm like wait a second so this dark dark self-perception Of women in their bodies doesn't necessarily come from men no it comes from other women so man print that
0: that's the freaking promo riaz you nailed it so
1: here's the problem i have with moms with Mm. other moms is that there is a lack of forgiveness there is a lack of of empathy even though you all have the experience Mm. there's you'll only show each other your best Mm. this is the best way this is the best tip this is the best thing Mm -hmm. but your struggles and all that's with a small group but mothers are so hard on other mothers. Mm. And I always tell people, if women were nicer to women, we would have a female president. The only reason we yeah. don't have a female president is because you women won't vote for one. We're haters. It we're is competitive. There's, so yes. it's
0: really interesting what you say. Let's talk about the body image thing mm-hmm. first. I agree. I think that women monitor and put it this way. A man has never kicked a woman out of his bed for having 10 extra pounds no. on her
1: no <laughs> my husband or imagining let's be honest imagining she has 10 or extra pounds right. <laughs> because she just not, doesn't actually have them half the time right she thinks she does so a man's right. never kicked a one out of bed for the delusion right. of being fat
0: right i mean i've had two episiotomies oh, and my husband's like when can i go down on you when can i lap up that mess Bless and i'm like. Him.
1: Bless him i'm like
0: babe i don't want you know what i mean but it's me putting the brakes on it and my husband yeah. wants in he doesn't care they don't freaking care and i'll
1: tell you a very s- case s- specific example when babies are born and i've had this conversation with so many of my, my straight friends the mother is obviously exhausted nine months to ten yeah. months of carrying the child yeah. labor squeezing a human out of a small hole then <sighs> you have the aftermath it's insane yeah then Breastfeeding.
0: Oh, you forget so the breastfeeding. So
1: constantly, I have friends who are breastfeeding, and they're exhausted day and night. And I'm yeah. like, but you pump. Why not leave a bottle for the dad uh-huh. to do the midnight feeding? A, you need the rest. B, is the dads are always looking to bond. And yeah. the women are always saying, at bay, at bay, at bay. And I, and when you're a gay couple, you are identical to each other. Mm. There is no difference. There's no men are for Mars, women are from Venus. You're identical. Everything's 50-50. I can't say I have more hormonal than him. He can't say. It's 50-50. So in parenting, it is 50-50. Mm. And we often will see our straight friends and it's 80-20, oh, yeah. 90-10. But not because the man doesn't want to, mm. but because the mother is controlling it That's because she thinks it's her job to control it.
0: That's interesting. Wow, man. I got—I I feel like I want to hear you say that 10 times and then like write a book about I've it. I've watched
1: this so... I mean, my yeah. kids are four and a half. I've watched them.
0: Well, but is it the chicken or the egg? Is it that we are are we societally the other women kind of g- competitively monitoring each other the societal expectation of it are we holding the reins mm-hmm. of this stuff where i know better just let me do it cuz i know he's going to do it and he's going to do it wrong cuz dads yes, don't yes. do it right they never do it right i'm telling yes. you i freaking know this they don't i agree and i agree what but they won't this? get it right
1: the first few times i know
0: you have to let them you try have to, because
1: to me you have a really exhausted really grumpy really angry mother figure yeah. for the first six months who's overexhausted, exhausted can barely open her eyes and i'm like the father's just standing there ready to help and if yeah. the father doesn't want to help have that conversation but i've seen every friend has married generally good men who want to help and they're yeah. always kept at arm's length.
0: That's interesting, I think it was Tom Papa was, who was like, I just, I didn't know what to do. She was up breastfeeding and I was like, mm-hmm. I, can I, what? <sighs> they don't know what to do.
1: And the problem is then the baby only is comforted by the mother. And so you mm. end up the distance is created because then the man holds the child, the child cries, but only the mom can sue. That then take it to when mom has to go back to work. It, yeah, It creates a much more stressful environment than if we're saying it's 50-50 parenting. When it came to pregnancy, It was a hundred and zero that's and i
0: think that's where the inequity starts i agree is it's the woman's body and it's like for instance my husband just had a hernia operation and a vasectomy at once and it was a lot like it was two and a half hours under the knife and you know he was under anesthesia for so long and it was the first time he'd ever been unable to really get up and do what he wanted Mm -hmm. with his life and i'm and he was so i saw him go through what i went through with our Mm -hmm. first pregnancy of like dude I've been, I did that like twice. I've been pregnant twice. You thought the last month, you don't just get up and go no. where you want to go. And then when the baby's born, you can't get up and go where you want to go for a really long time. So why
1: have we not evolved oh. knowing that to a, a parenting partnership that as wow. you, once you finish labor and you are needing right. to heal needing to heal right let the man step up for a period of time here's
0: what okay so there's i think you're i think you're absolutely right and i think in the future it's going to be that way mm. in the next few generations yes. like my sons will probably have a e- more equal yeah. equitable thing in parenting but at least in the male female paradigm the, the heterosexual marriage my husband earns a lot more money than me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I have to stay home and deal with kids stuff. And he goes out and he earns the bacon and I fry it. So it's still, but you guys have it where now you're 50, 50. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming your earning potential is the same. About. Right. So like, how do you, so then, but I'm saying, in a, in a way, it's easier for us, because I'm like, okay, logically, you're making money, go make that money, yeah. bro, and send me the nanny, and like, I'll try not to be resentful and bitter, <laughs> and like, you know, how do you decide who does what? It's, it's almost harder in your it's case. It's very
1: strange, because... And
0: don't forget, men's identity is tied up a little bit more in work
1: absolutely, than women. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'll tell you, for, you know, for a period of time, I was, I was home with the kids a, f- a few months or so, and... I got so many reactions from people like, so, so full time, <laughs> you're home full time. And I'm like, yeah, I have a career. I have two Emmy nominations. I've done well for myself. Yeah. But no, suddenly it was like, oh, like, do you have a penis? Or yeah. What like, happened you know, to what do you? you know, did you? you know, <laughs> are, oh, maybe you are a woman now. And it was, it was so awkward to be like, it is. And, and it's so funny because there is obviously an experience of being a woman that only women get. Similarly, there's only an experience of being men that men get and mm-hmm. that it is. Don't cry. Don't complain. Mm. Don't make a fuss. Don't like nothing. You are not allowed to complain or fuss about anything. Definitely. And it's 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 the other extreme. And but that's why you guys die of heart attacks before yes, we 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 always we die before you. You. Yeah. you outlive us, and then you're happy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no. Those last few <laughs> oh, years no. are like, like thank
1: God. Oh, the pool
0: boy. Yeah. So okay, sorry, I, I interrupted you though. So you're saying, but. Uh, you, 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 Right. You don't know the experience of a man. Right, the, the stress, definitely. And,
1: and so it, being a parent and being a gay parent, you absolutely have this sort of like, oh, you're two dudes. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's great. But then who's nurturing the child? You know, who's who's the loving one? And, and you're sort of like, well, we both are. That's so great. But but I would say I probably am more of the maternal one. In fact, I rarely now these days I always had stubble because I thought it made me look better. I don't have stubble this anymore because my children have two dads with stubble mm. and they have no soft cheek. And so I'm always clean shaven you're these so days sweet. so that my kids have a soft cheek to Aww, nozzle. Oh,
0: you're so Otherwise, sweet. But those are the
1: way, I, I find that gay dads are always aware of the fact that there is a maternal component missing. And so mm. either we bring them in with friends, with moms, like we bring those female influences or we try to, to learn, like... How you do hair, my daughter's hair. I mean, <laughs> my hair, as long as my hair's ever been, my husband's head is shaved. Mm. I mean, the combing and the conditioning and the cutting of long <laughs> hair is a full-time job in the morning.
0: It fucking... It's, there's literally a point where I throw down my hairbrush mm. and I go, enough grooming. Yes. And I say those words out loud because I can't groom myself. I've done the soap. I've done the scrub. Yes. I've done the toweling off. I've done the good smells. I've done the deodorant, the fucking makeup. I can't. Do it anymore. It's too much. So you're, but it's kind of rad. I mean, I've always wished I could have a sister wife, like on those TV Mm. shows. Like I wouldn't mind so much giving up intimacy if I could just have those extra hands. I
1: think being gay in (sighs) in America for the first 25 years kind of sucked. Yeah. And now there's a lot of advantages to it in terms of a partnership. It is so men are for Mars, men are for Mars. Like (laughs) we will be in the middle of an argument and at some point mid argument, I'll be like, i don't really care about this do you want to watch tv he's like sure <laughs> you could never do that pivot never you could never do that pivot never or i'll come out and be never. like does this shirt look bad on me and he's like yes yeah and then i go and change yeah <laughs> could never happen could never happen in a straight marriage <laughs> you know there's there's there is a disconnect there and yeah. i think when parenting A lot of the disconnects are exacerbated because you have such different roles in the formation of the child, in the creation of the child. And so I keep Mm. encouraging my female friends to try and rely more within reason on the dad as a partnership. I Don't feel like it's a mother's work. It's It's not only my pride, but it's my burden to
0: carry <laughs> that i think burden and i think that's a good word to to use because yes we carry the children we birth the children and then we hold on to them tightly mm-hmm. i think part of that is hormonal and is is uh, from a survival uh it's an instinctual thing and that is my fucking baby man uh, like yes. you hold on to the thing so giving up that control yes. i see is really hard because i see how my my husband treats our two and our four-year-old he takes my two-year-old, hangs him upside down mm-hmm. by the ankles mm-hmm. and doesn't. I'm like, oh, God, no. Like, it's, you don't want to.
1: My husband does my that, too. babies.
0: so, oh, my God. And I'm God. the
1: one who has a heart attack being like, please yeah. don't swing our child upside down. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I totally
0: you're, get it. Duncan Trussell came on your mom's house and he said he had brother husbands. Like, you guys are kind of brother husbands. Mm,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, kind of like it. It's kind of nice. You know, my
0: husband, I always talk about how awesome it must be for gay guys. Because um, one of you can be like, do you want to, like. Grind dicks right now, and the other one's like, Yeah, dude, let's fuck. And you guys just do that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, That's so great for you. Or, like, which porn did you like this week? Um, what was it? Was it, uh, was it sort of more (laughs) masculine fellows, or was it, you know, you can have that conversation without someone being like, You have objectified me. (laughs) We're like, No, and the other thing that we do constantly, and people are always surprised, (laughs) is we're always looking at other men, like, and we have a beautiful marriage 13 years, but we're like, That guy is hot. And he'll be like totally, yeah. And that, and what, but what's interesting for us is that you don't look at a hot guy and then wonder why your body doesn't look exactly like his. Right. Whereas for us, we are attracted right. to the Adonis man, but they also hate ourselves for not looking like the Adonis. You man. You don't
0: hate yourself, or we, you do? We
1: do because you we're do. like, look, we're like, look at his biceps. Says, I'm a man You'll too. Why don't I have it. those biceps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't look at a guy and think, I wish I had his biceps. No. No, I look at a thing. I hate. I I, I think is hot. And I compare myself like
0: you go I should have this yeah. I should do that that's so funny
1: it's really weird
0: well Tom and I what we do now is because we're both like you know we're both carrying a few extra lbs and we both kind mm-hmm. of resigned to being like middle-aged parents you So have to it's, so it's fine so we'll look at like a super young hot person and just be like oh my god look at that guy look at you know a fit dad over there yeah. or look at fit mom like she looks amazing and we can appreciate them and know that like yeah, but i'm in my mid-40s like yeah. i'm that's that time came and went and i'm really happy for that person and like it's not gonna
1: happen again although me, they're probably unhappy you know that <laughs> super fit person I don't know. well are let's they... hope they are what... let's hope that that super fit person is with this with the eight pack abs is yeah. is slightly miserable or cries himself to sleep
0: yeah i hope so too yeah. if, you have, if
1: they... you have eight pack abs you deserve to cry you yourself deserve to sleep. yeah
0: and you should have an eating disorder yes. right to get those so, you've got this crazy traumatic I mean, I don't know, i'm 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 projecting onto that. But I would say that you've had this wacky childhood. and how does this inform your parenting style? Are you more? Like I found myself cause my parents were so nutty. I overcompensated and drove myself crazy with perfectionism, trying to right the wrongs, you know, like, mm. well, Christmas is here. Guess what? Mom's going to deck the halls. We got a oh. tree. It's Halloween. I'm going to do a whole spread and it's going to be a village. I'm getting it from Michael's. It's going to light wow. up. You know what I mean? I, yeah. How did it affect you?
1: I think, I think when I, when I started the, journey of becoming a parent and we can it took us four years of of attempts that didn't work and i think like surrogacy surrogacy and it
0: didn't work usually you're supposed to buy that bitch and
1: six times
0: no work with different women or one two
1: different carriers because the first one didn't work um and and so over the course of those four years it changed the kind of parent i was i think i would have been more controlly perfectionist this is what parenting is and over four years of just desperately wanting to be a parent not being able to you start questioning why Mm. and i think my goal for what this child would be changed and to me it was be simple be Mm. super super simple i didn't read any books i literally was like they've been doing it for years do not overthink this Mm. just watch the child react and adjust yeah and my children both of them were sleeping within three four months Mm -hmm. both of them we are just very calm and i think the years it took us to have the children change the way we parent mm. that we're so much more grateful so much more appreciative so much more in the moment rather than we need to control this and they have to be perfect and they have to go to harvard and they have to so, none of that so matters good. to me and it yeah. did it did at the beginning of the process it doesn't now
0: well because you're so ed- like your family's so educated and yeah. you're so smart and i'm sure there's that immigrant pressure like somewhere and the deep recesses mm-hmm. of your mind of like this kid needs to get into a good school. Like I taught my kids about college really early. Did you? I do. I still am like, and that person goes to college, right? Like is the swim instructor would come over the sweet little twenty year old girl, and I'm like, She's in college, Ellis. That's Look cute. how good that is. And she doesn't do drugs and yeah, yeah. she has good credit and yeah.
1: So um That's important. That's important. Oh, that stuff's so important. But I, I would say, teach you that. I went to an Ivy League and I you would did say where'd you go? I did University of Pennsylvania wow. for the psychology department. But I I would say to you, dead honest, I don't know if it's worth it. Dead if,
0: ass, man. If you got my it.
1: children are interested in research or interested in something where the actual institution will be important, sure. But I do not believe that that sixty thousand a year is worth it for the lack of skills they have entering the world. You either have to oh, go to a professional boy. school, which yeah. you have to pay for, or in this world, maybe that money is better used to help launch them. Here's a here's a business. Here's travel. Yeah. Here's something. I don't believe that the liberal arts degree is what it was. And I don't believe the the Ivy League intro into the world is as powerful as it was.
0: I agree. I think that the world has opened up and mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to make a living yes. now. And I think the Ivy League education, that degree really held a lot more weight yes. in the world. Like to have that resume and go into a future employer yeah. at an interview and be like, I went to Harvard. I went to what school? Did Penn. you go? Penn. I don't even know what an Ivy League is besides <laughs> Harvard. I'm so dope. Um, that carried weight. Yeah and now that paradigm has completely gone completely. what's so interesting you said about like just paying attention reacting to the the child and being connected that connectedness i find is so important cuz mm. and and not worrying so much like why do they what's going on and 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 cuz the the parenting books I feel like they didn't teach me anything. The ones I read, I'm like, this sucks. I don't like
1: this. I, I mean, I, I think obviously, it's it, It's important for people who want it, but it makes you very self conscious. Yeah, and the actual yeah. instinct of parenting doesn't flow naturally. It's now here are three books I read. I'm supposed to do this, or this is what the mommy group said, and maybe and yeah. it's, it becomes very complicated. And I think. You know, even <laughs> even now in, in the pandemic, I, I told you my, my husband runs a nursing home. So for five months, I was alone at home, six Ugh. days a week, oh. six days a week, 12 hours a day with a two and a three year old, oh. just me. I would get up and I would never sit down until yeah. he came because yeah. someone fell or someone needs to go yes. potty or someone needs water or someone's like, it's, it's constant. It's and, like
0: waiting tables. Have you ever waited tables? Yes, it's yes. It's what it feels like. Except for like... they're
1: not always as nice, <laughs> and they never tip. They never, they never tip. Never tip. They always
0: order the crappy stuff, too. It's Although nuggets. now what I've taught my children
1: is I, I've taught them to now learn how to massage dad. Oh, so that's I li- good. Because I lie on the floor and they're like, walk on me and I'm like, this is good. And I'm like, if you ever want to show dad that you love him, this is a very useful way to do it. Because although I really appreciate the cards, let's be honest, like 10 yeah. minutes of a shoulder rub for tension yeah. that you gave me yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. the better choice. You know
0: what I invested in I highly recommend is a bouncy house.
1: A bouncy house. Just
0: get one that's on Amazon. Yes. You uh, put the 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 hose the the, uh, the, wa- air, the thing. air thing, yeah. and then it just and they go crazy. Or just a hose in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. That is great too. That'll buy you some. There it is, two ninety yeah. yeah. nine buys you some free time where you can look at your phone.
1: I, I yeah. I think in difficult times, for me at least, the Fuck. key to parenting is to be super simple. Yeah. Super Keep simple.
0: simple. Keep right? it simple, right? Yeah. And I found myself with my first child really wanting to do everything like yeah. we're going to go to the zoo every day we're going to go to the museum we're going to we're going to we're going to and you're like this guy he's looking at the trash cans all he wants to yeah. see is the drinking fountain like yeah. he's not interested in these highfalutin concepts <laughs> totally. that i have
1: and so who was that trip for yeah like that's what i'm always like with my moms we're like i have to do this this this, this i'm like who's that for because the one-year-old, sure, there are certain things. But you are super tired. You are working now. You are not sleeping well. Like, yeah. why are we pushing this perfection now? That only makes you more unhappy, more tired, more exhausted. Yeah. And and I just feel like this. This cult of martyrs' moms.
0: Martyrs' moms. Martyrs' Ooh, moms. Ooh, that's like, good. Yeah. And, I, and
1: I'm always like, martyrs are super annoying. Super like, annoying. Like Joan of Arc did not like when she was burned. She's not like, ow, ow, ow. It's hot. It's really ow. This really hurts. Like she just like quietly burned. Like like moaning martyrs. And I find there's this culture of motherhood where people just. Complain. I
0: agree. And it makes I know. me very sad.
1: They're like that's all, and then and so you meet moms that you're dropping off, and they're like, "I didn't sleep," and this, and I'm like, "Why do we always start with the three things that went wrong?"
0: Right. But that's what we do. But that's the culture, the complaining culture. Wow, yeah, that's wow. really interesting. Because a lot of mom stuff I don't like out there because I feel it is just that, like, oh, I gotta get drunk and forget. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, gosh, is it really that bad? Because then I don't want to have kids because that sounds really terrible. You know what's interesting is that. I've learned so much from watching men. When I started stand-up comedy, mm. I I watched how the boys dealt with each other, negotiated the audience, dealt with money, mm. making deals. I still I watch my husband and I watch his peers and how they navigate the world. It's totally different than how mm. women do, and I, there's something lovely about parenting like a dad. And I think, like, maybe this is what we need to tell women is chill the fuck out.
1: You don't have to do it all. Chill the fuck out because... Why are you making it harder on yourself?
0: Like, give me some ex. Like, like, what do you do? Okay, what do you do for the meals? I mean, Jesus Christ! It's like you're a line cook when you're home alone. Yeah, with kids. no,
1: I hear. I mean, so the meals. I during pandemic, I got super into cooking, and so now yeah, I, I, I cook constantly for the kids. Like, I go to the uh, farmers market on Sunday, buy bags of vegetables, and I just figure out creative ways to make them eat it.
0: Oh, that's cool. Like,
1: like I did these good. zucchini fritters that are like. No bread it's all it's all vegetable but they think they're tater tots and I'm mm. like ha I've totally <laughs> fooled you but but I think for men I don't feel it as personally that I have failed if I make a mistake as a ah, dad ah interesting I do feel like it's something I feel bad about I want to correct but I don't necessarily feel the deep seated flaw in myself See,
0: but i think i feel that when i fail because mm-hmm. i even have a segment called mom fail so that women can talk about it and yes. not be like Ugh. i think it's because like you're a woman like when you can't have a baby first of all when you try to conceive and you can't mm-hmm. this weird thing happens where you're like this is the only thing i meant to do on this planet is have a child and i can't and i have failed
1: mm-hmm.
0: so then when you finally do have the kid it's like this is my one role and i can't do this i have failed I don't know, maybe it's the way men see work because I don't flog myself as harshly if I mess up a comedy mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. a work thing. I'll be like, well, that's just the next one. You know, yeah. that one rolls off my back. But I feel like with the mom thing, like if I mess up these boys, like uh, if he becomes a serial killer, they well, always blame the mom. I certainly
1: don't want my children to become serial killers, yeah. but I don't think I am, like I, I, I think I care as much as anyone else. I just don't. Dwe- I don't dwell in the dark around my children Mm -hmm. because I think it feeds. And I see so Mm -hmm. again, having done so many makeover shows, women who have been on my makeover shows at 30 and 40 and 50 who say, I just remember the way my mom used to look at herself in the mirror. And I remember the way my mom used to be unhappy. And I remember my mom. And I'm like, whether you think you are an actress like Meryl Streep, I guarantee your kids are picking up on it. And Mm -hmm. so for me, during the pandemic there were weeks i did not watch the news at all yeah why would i it's only going to trickle downwards mm-hmm. and, and i imagine the world is still going to be a disaster next sunday right.
0: you kind of know what the headlines it's, yeah, it's,
1: are it's going really to it's be ending on sad sunday <laughs> you know if i take a month off it's still going to be ending yeah but it was like i don't think i am that good at holding in all of my true feelings that my kids can't pick up on them so i try right. to keep my true feelings as 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 close to what i want them to feel so if i make a mistake i will say to my kids, i'm so sorry you know, dad made a mistake there. I'm very sorry. We'll try it this way. Um, but I'm trying not to add extra emotional weight to them more than is already necessary.
0: Yes, I agree. Keeping the house. I mean, this. I, I too try to keep the house kind of neutral. Yeah. Like, let's not dwell on the external crap that's out of our control ultimately like, Hey man, let's just bake some biscuits and try to make the best of double hurricanes are coming. (laughs) Double hurricanes are coming. There's nothing we can do about it. I know. Okay. So talk about manipulating your spouse Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now for a woman. It's pretty simple. I mean, straight guys really respond well to meals in front of their face when they get home, Mm -hmm. a little dick touches Mm -hmm. and some encouraging words. Like Mm -hmm. that's all. Now, does it work the same when you're with a dude and you've got kids? Well, it's, it.
1: I don't know if it works the same for any dude, but I'll tell you, for a British dude, mm. very different. Yeah. Um, feelings are things that he finds interesting <laughs> from a distance. Um, I
0: agree. Which I is very much
1: very much like my parents. I mean, I have a yeah. British family, married to British... But it's, so it is a bit of men are for Mars, women for Venus in our household because I'm definitely much more <laughs> emotional than him, yeah. but the language is the same. So oh. I can say to him, like, even two days ago, I was saying we had a real argument about the fact that he's gone so much. Mm. The frustrating thing about it is he's working the front lines of COVID, so there's nothing he can do about it. Mm. But I said to him, in your not acknowledging how absent you are, you're not acknowledging how freaking hard I'm working to keep everything Mm. going in your absence. So can you acknowledge it without feeling the guilt of it? Because that's what I need. Mm -hmm. And he got it. And I think, I think it was so clear. And I think when we fight or argue, we're just so direct. Yeah, And so the, do you want to have sex tonight usually would come as a text um, saying, mm-hmm. uh, I expect you to be naked in the shower at 830. At, and wow. and so there's really little, yeah, we, we tend to, we tend to put, we tend to form plans for sex through text.
0: Wow. wow. So you mean to tell me, you can just have a straightforward- You guys are horny. <laughs> <laughs> you can just have a straightforward discussion fight thing- well, OK, hold on yeah, yeah. back up. Let's say he's not pulling his weight around the house mm-hmm. and you want to get your way. Mm-hmm. How do you get him to take out the trash more? You give him a beach
1: before candy, I before I get resentful of it. Yeah. I say take out the trash.
0: Right. OK. So you see, there's a but, different but option they don't, there. But my husband won't. It's that they don't listen. Oh, though, well, there's right, a guys? You have
1: not trained him well then you need someone to come in and train your husband to respond like any good person Let's should. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, I mean, if...
0: How sh- how can we retrain? Let's tell the, woman, the women at home.
1: I think you have to be... I think a lot of... And this is from listening to female friends talk about their relationships for three decades. Yeah. I think there is a a lot that goes on in a woman's head of what she thinks she's conveying right. and how she wants to convey it and the way she wants to convey it and even when she'll convey it because by the time it's been conveyed, it often is a little too
0: late. It's too and late. And the rage is already yep. there. Yep. So, uh-huh. Aha, yeah, early. And then early. you're like,
1: now the fight isn't about the trash. It's about the thing that happened last month. Mm-hmm. That's what the real fight is about. And My straight male friends are always like, I never know what the fight is about mm. because it's the thing from three, four weeks, months ago, and I'm like, that doesn't happen in our house because the thing from three, four months ago was brought up three, four months ago.
0: Wow, you need to have a seminar where you like help men and women communicate better. You're very good at this. Stuff. I
1: have, I have done this I really have done this many times. Yeah,
0: oh, right on your TV shows, mm-hmm. duh.
1: God, you're so good at because this. it really is a lot of it's archaic and in the same ways that now like like you said in the next generation your son will probably have a more even parenting role with his spouse yeah whoever whatever genders they are yeah yeah. whatever it's they are let's talk about that yeah
0: how you feel about the gender binary stuff
1: i think it is having been gay and knowing that i didn't fit in and something was wrong with me i'm totally supportive of it i feel like when you start altering your biology or physiology before you fully fully developed, that makes me nervous. People who are either taking hormones or steroids or having surgery before they're even 18 or 21. Mm. And I think if you want to dress and present yourself as a boy and that's who you are, and I've seen people who who that is, I can see the 13-year-old, I'm like, that obviously is the wrong gender. But making permanent changes scares me. And I had a very interesting conversation. My husband's cousin uh, is trans and so went from male to female. How old? She is... 34 now okay so that's older. an age to yeah, know an like, age to know. Yeah. definitely and, and having spent time with him before you just knew something wasn't right just not comfortable his own skin so this is great the only thing that he was saying she was saying that she wanted was her birth certificate be changed mm. that she was born a woman and i said i come from a medical family you should not change your birth certificate mm. because you genetically arrived as a male mm-hmm. that needs to be scientifically documented so if anything comes up health wise in 10 years 20 years they can look at that and say oh he's born a male if you change that mm. you are being diagnosed as a regular woman which you are not even after the surgery
0: right there are... the physiology of you
1: is such it's that still it's there. not going to change it's not right. going to change completely you're going to be something right. in the middle but if you change your birth certificate to a woman and you present as a woman and you go to a doctor as a woman that That makes me nervous. It
0: could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. It could be right. dangerous. And what did she say?
1: she she was she said for her, it was very important emotionally to have that. yeah and I said, is it possible to get that emotional validation from something else? That sometimes I think we push for legal uh, ramifications of problems that often can that we're looking for validation of something else. Mm-hmm. Like I want you legally to be able to do this or not do this to me rather than me conveying to you how you should treat me. I want the law to make you do it.
0: I agree. And that's what feels weird. That's when it feels scary. When you're like, whoa, wait a minute, dude. A law about this stuff? Let's just take, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's sort things out. Let's see what's what. Let's figure things out before we go crazy. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Yeah. Because I'm all for people doing whatever you want, that makes you feel good. But when we talk about changing the law and stuff, like, oh boy, oh yeah. boy, hold on, hold on
1: a minute. And changing the law doesn't necessarily change people's opinions. And that, no. I and it, in fact, it often makes it more resistant. I, I've talked to people who do not believe in gay marriage, but they absolutely believe my husband and I should be together and have a domestic partnership. But for them, raised on the Bible, they believe it strongly. And I said, I totally hear you. And in a way, I'm sorry that your definition of marriage that's been held for so long has been slightly adjusted in your lifetime and I, I I feel that but there was no other way for me to get the rights that you have
0: that's true so in that case changing the law made a lot of sense, lot of sense so... but
1: I would not have cared I didn't care if it was domestic partnerships for men and women and uh, for same sex and marriage for men and women I think we could have had the rights earlier if we had not wanted it to be exactly marriage
0: oh I see what you're saying maybe society would have moved a bit quicker without have, going
1: for the jugular going of for of the marriage
0: thing, the right away yeah. correct and maybe that wouldn't spook the normal
1: so much exactly yeah
0: i got you because i don't
1: i mean i don't mind normal's changing but right. sometimes i think we want to spook them and we right. want to come after them and they feel our aggression at their lives their way of thinking and and it is an aggression that we have in the same way we think they're racist with us we're a little bit condescending to them the, yeah. the the white racist people of america which having traveled extensively extensively in tiny tiny towns of america my whole life i'm always been received well <laughs> always
0: i know sometimes
1: with a conversation like where's the mom and i'm like oh let me explain that to you or where are you from and I'm like, let me explain that to you i'll do that but i've never ever had someone
0: you've never had have you ever had anybody yeah be like you what are you queers doing with babies told uh, not, <laughs> not what do people say <laughs> <laughs> what
1: are you queers doing with babies uh, i don't know i mean i've had hate con- uh, constantly my whole life like i've had right. hate incidents right but i feel like oh, in geez. trying to get people to like understand and accept who i am there's a way i approach it which is human to human not to bring in the dnc rnc tron. like none of that's going right. to help me convince you who i am Right. None of that helps us. We we tend to go way, so way 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 up. Like like if I elect the president, the president will force a law that'll force you to open your heart to me. And I'm like, that's a really weird way of doing it.
0: That is so true because that's not how you change your opinion no. on anything. It's usually knowing a, a person or a group. Like I've been to the Middle East twice mm. and I have had the best experiences with Muslims ever. Yeah. And like I come back here and I'm like, they're great. They're lovely. Actually, I kind of like their culture. Like I like when you guys separate. <laughs> you guys, when you separate the restaurants for family, and then the it weird... well, That doesn't exist
1: anymore in Saudi Arabia. That's gone. What? That was outlawed two years ago. You're kidding me. Mm-mm. No, no, there's no separate. Where did entrances. I have
0: it in Bahrain? I had it in they the. Have Arabia. it in some places, but I think that I was think fun.
1: To me, what I like about the the Muslim way of life is that you have a sense that there's something much bigger than you, and yeah. that's your community and your family you know, growing up in in the east your family is so much more important than your individual identity and i think that feels overwhelming as a child but as you grow up it's a little bit comforting because when a lot of a lot of americans are raised that there is nothing more important than their individual wants needs yep, concerns individual. all valid mm-hmm. but th- if that runs the whole show you get lost and we have crazy depression and all this because people are just they don't have they don't have the ability to surrender to something higher. Oh yeah. And my biggest my biggest goal for my children is that I teach them to self-soothe. Mm. That is like uh, there are three things. Like I want them to be hardworking. I want them to be good, and I want them to be able to self-soothe.
0: And that is cigarettes and sure wine. No, what is oh, it? How we do use you use special
1: K. Um, <laughs> no, it's like whether it's breathing or yoga or something or going to your yeah. room and crying. Just some ability to say life will throw stuff at me. yeah How can I soothe myself with your parents' help for many many years? But how can I learn to soothe myself to make it okay? Because that is what gets people in trouble with yeah, everything. Is when so they true. cannot control and they have no ability to soothe themselves. I still don't know if I do. I don't. During I, this
0: whole thing, I was—I went through different phases. I was like, well, I'm going to eat brownies. Yeah. And then that ended and then it was exercise and mm-hmm. then it was wine and then it was tequila mm-hmm. and then it was baking. It was like, and then oh, then it was Etsy shopping and then wig shopping. It the was Corona like, Coaster, yeah. it's called. The <laughs> <Yeah>. Corona Coaster. <laughs> the Corona Coaster. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I mean, because it is. It, Gosh. It's,
1: it's hard to be a person now, let it alone is. a parent. And, you know, who knows what this future is going to be. And, and again, I think we don't know. And, and what I, I try to do is I have only so much control and I can control the experiences of my children around me. Yeah. And if I am not panicked and if I am not worried, and if I'm not pacing the floor, which I've not done for five months, um, they're, they're not going to feel it. And my kids right now, are living their best life. They're cool. Like they know that there are germs and they can't visit grandma because there are germs, but they they have no anxiety, no yeah, like... Yeah,
0: mine too. They're chill. Uh, so just to be... You have a four-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. son. Oh, how cute. And um, so... And
1: boys are stupider.
0: They are. <laughs> and they go to Jupiter to get more it's, stupider. Did you hear that rhyme growing up? Yeah, it, they, yeah, they're just a little more reckless, yeah?
1: But like I ha- they're same parents, same environment, 51 weeks apart. So it's not like our lives have changed. <laughs> and I'm like... Holy moly, women are advanced. I mean, I would really, really like women to run the world. If you guys could elect each other, I'd really appreciate it. You know, what's it. so
0: interesting. Can I you cannot tell you what I think that is? Because I, I think it takes a long time as a woman to get out of the Matrix. So first of all, there must be an awakening mm-hmm. where you go, fucking what? Wait a minute. All this is nonsense? Like... Mm-hmm. The makeup industry is nonsense. The beauty norms are nonsense. This is all stuff that we, it's self-imposed. All these norms, the perfect mother, Mm -hmm. that's a norm that Mm -hmm. I am, I'm accepting this. I'm accepting being a perfect wife. I'm accepting all. So there's that layer of the matrix that you peel off and then stepping into your power, I think men have a a position where they've already, they feel more entitled to move around in the world a little bit. So you see, I saw my husband just walks into a room and sure, you should all listen to me. And why shouldn't you? And I had to be like, okay, I get that. I can walk into a room and assume that people should listen. I got to learn that. So now Mm -hmm. that's one other layer of the matrix. It's like we, you have to train us to get out of that that. this is is hundreds and hundreds of years of social conditioning that now we're trying to get out of. And for women. And it's slowly coming. It's slowly coming. coming.
1: It's coming. But to me there's also not been a lot of opportunities at the table. So I think women tend to look at other women competitively. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Right. The competition. Because there weren't so many seats. And so if you were in direct competition with women, there was one seat at that board. It was you or her. So I I think as opportunities open and percentages open, I think some of that will go away. But I do feel like mom's don't need to make it as hard on themselves as they do.
0: No, I don't think they do either, but that is the one domain that we still rule exclusively. Exclusively,
1: and you do not want... I'll tell you, I, it's, I've treaded very carefully with my opinions about motherhood because it. it's, intense. it's intense. It's <laughs> intense. Like, you know, you get you get, you get looks. I, was, I The other day, even this week, I was talking to someone about surrogacy, how we had our children. Yes. And she was so um, judgy about like... So you basically rented her room, and I'm like, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably the worst way to phrase it, Meaning but yeah, she chose, I'm she sorry, chose, it's
0: actually the opposite that and, she chose to make a lovely chunk of money
1: and have these amazing surrogates that loaning. we're still in touch with.
0: Yeah. What?
1: And we did surrogacy overseas.
0: Oh, cool. So Where? The, the
1: reason one was Mexico and one was Cambodia. Nice. And the reason we did it is a, I did not trust American law. I did not trust that mm. 20 years from now. Some woman can be like, I felt pressured to sign that. And I'm going to sue and you have to engage in America, you can sue for anything and you have to engage. So mm. I wanted to be international. And I wanted that amount of money to change a generation. Here, if someone does surrogacy, it's like supplementary income. There, the mm. woman, in, one of the women, we know it. she put herself through school and changed wow. her entire life and her family's life. And the other woman bought a house for the first. So we know great. that they changed the trajectory of their homes and their families forever because of this. And we're still in touch with them.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Now here's my thing with the surrogate, because yes. I was like, that sounds great. Because <laughs> to have some other bitch cure the baby, why mm. not? Um, how do you trust how do you trust them like it's not smoking cigarettes and doing heroin and
1: super intense so really all goes by the agent the person who's putting it all together mm. and it is the agents in the world of surrogacy are some of the most horrific people in the world is that right? because they're they know that you want a baby badly and what are you going to do for it and how much money are you going to spend so it's some of the most unethical people who are like yeah we'll get you a baby and you don't mm-hmm. trust how this is happening Terrible. we used an agent who was a small she was a surrogate herself so we knew that she would care about these women and we knew that she would go meet them meet their families even see the neighbors because this woman's going to be pregnant and then there's going to be no baby so the neighbors oh, right. are all going to know so we had to trust the agent to say yes this woman's going to be was, is going to follow the directions but it is trust it's a huge amount of trust mm. and then when they give birth you know you're hoping that there's no change of heart change right. of mind now both times the egg donor was different from the surrogate. And we did that donor's
0: different Oh what we did
1: that so the woman carrying the baby would not have the genetic component and would not have the emotional attachment of carrying her own child. That was I mean it was way more expensive, incredibly more complicated. I was gonna
0: say that must have cost a
1: fortune. Crazy. A fortune.
0: And time-consuming, well, no wonder by the time you had your babies, you were like, forget it, I'm just glad you're here. (laughs) I mean, there
1: are piles and piles and folders and folders of contracts and documents in this, and I want to put them all in one gigantic enormous three ring binder and when they become 14 and get like why did you have me i'll be like here take this tome (laughs) of 1000 pages to your room and you come back to me and tell me how i had you right (laughs) like it was not a fun evening in the back of a truck like we literally spent four years and all of our life savings and all of our effort and our tears to have you so your difficult phase was before you got here
0: (laughs) well and i see hearing you say that too and You see all these straight people who just have a fun night Mm -hmm. in the back of the station wagon or whatever. And they pump out a kid and they're crap parents and they don't care. And and sometimes they're the same people who are like, well, gay people shouldn't have kids. Meanwhile, you really wanted these children.
1: We wanted it. So so I met my husband and on our second date, our first date was 72 hours. Our second (laughs) date, he came uh, to the bar. And before he sat down, I said, do you want children? And he said, can I sit down? And I said, no, if you don't want children. <laughs> and he said, I do. And he sat down. And then we, on a napkin, we wrote the names of our future children. And Zara, our daughter's name, is on it. Wow. So we always knew we wanted children. And then we tried and tried and tried. And, and I could, I remember people seeing on Facebook people posting their first child and then people posting their second because it took us years. Mm. And then people posting their third. And oh, it's a dagger. I, it's and the I, worst. all my female friends who IVF have been through it. We all, like. Yeah we wanted it so badly and we thought oh. I came into this world at a time when being gay was so unaccepted and it was something I hated about myself I could mm. if I could have surgically removed it I would have and then we fought for rights to be equal and then to marry and then we finally got that and then and then the right to have a child and then that and then we couldn't have children I was like I've spent my whole life fighting for this thing that I can't have and and then when we had it it was like it was everyone said the bitterness will go away and, it, and I was like how can this bitterness four years of, of trying Went away. I look at my kids and I am like, "That's why it took so long. I was waiting for you guys."
0: I can't even imagine growing up in a world that just didn't want you to exist as as as, at your core. Like I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have gay man friends too who are my age, so they've grown up in a world that didn't accept gay people. Now accept gay. Like, I don't know, man. How do you deal with that? How do you not get angry? All the time.
1: I I mean, I I did. And and there was bitterness and there was therapy and there was, you know, it, it, it was, it was very hard because I knew so early that I was not what people wanted. Right. And whether it was the gay thing, the Muslim thing, the immigrant thing, like it was always something. And I remember times people would pick on me and I couldn't tell which thing they were picking on and i would have to be like before you punch me is, <laughs> is it way? the gay thing or is it the muslim thing Wait, just so i, know, yeah. like, I, 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 I don't know how to react too, yeah, don't I'm left-handed forget, too. yeah. <laughs> and that's that's its own form of prejudice no one I... remembers <laughs> is what our age you're my age when yeah, you're left-handed
0: they didn't even have scissors for you guys forget
1: that everyone bounces into the classroom <laughs> and chooses a desk not if you're left-handed you have one desk in the corner <laughs> okay. and that is where you will sit like some deviant child I could never choose a desk Uh, like and that always bothered me and so yes the prejudice of being left-handed is something that no one ever speaks of (laughs) I have to reach across myself to open a door every single time I have to reach across myself (sighs) to open the doorknob
0: yeah how dare you that's so true but but yet you prevailed and And yet you went on and
1: the world is, is different and the most amazing thing is I the saddest part of being gay when I was was the little bit it was the crushing knowledge that I would never have children. Mm. That from the earliest age, that I would never get married and I would never have children. I would just be somebody's fun uncle. And the fact over my life, the fact that over my life, I have seen the entire world change. Mm. And I look at these kids and I'm like, you're mine. Like, this was never supposed to happen. Mm. And so when I see the rage and the frustration with people constantly, I'm like, remember where we came from it does change maybe not as fast as we wanted to but it does change my entire life did not exist on paper Mm. a decade ago you know two decades ago it's crazy i know know, the hardest part of being gay in in the 70s 80s was was making peace with yourself that you would never have children and here Mm. i am
0: well, gayness didn't really exist. I mean, until oh, it, existed. The, it existed. There was always
1: sparkled sequins. Well, but I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> but I'm
0: saying that Liberace wasn't gay. No, isn't right? That funny? Never. Never. And Rock Hudson. What? No. We grew up with that era, and like to see that completely change. I know it's funny, but you think about the in the whole of human history, they're saying that the last fifty years has seen more change. Mm-hmm because of technology than any other, it's like unprecedented in the human experience. Yes. So actually this is like quantum leap kind of stuff yeah. right now where things are just, and I think people don't know what to make of it. People don't know what to do with it, but
1: I think simple, but simple, I'm glad simple. you were
0: do, able to do this in your lifetime. I Can, mean,
1: I can't believe it. So believe
0: luck, it. like so great. It's so amazing. amazing. Yeah. So, um, what did you have to learn about little girls?
1: Oh, oh a lot. I mean, I, because I, have two sisters, nine female cousins. I have always had women around me. Very <laughs> few men. Always had women around me. So familiarity with women is there. The actual anatomy was, okay, how do I clean down there? Damn. How do oh, I... Man. You know, there's a lot of, of specifics that we had to ask friends. We had to ask my sisters. Like We had to ask I bet people. you could
0: clean my veg better than I could. I bet you I probably point. could
1: because <laughs> I, I would I would come into it, which yeah. sounds very, very... I, yeah. I would approach the problem with... a. a, a, a New eyes, because yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, exhausted by vaginas. Right. I have not spent a lifetime around vaginas, <laughs> so it's still new to me. And so I think I'd bring an enthusiasm and a vigor to the cleanliness. The vim and a, a vim and a vigor to your now,
0: are you Now, are you a gold star gay, as they say? You've mm. never been with a woman? No. Wow, so you're pure.
1: Never. You're pure. Because I knew that if I was, it was a lie, and I never wanted to drag someone else into my lie.
0: That's so smart. So when did you know you were gay?
1: Oh. Four. <laughs> Mr Mr Brady on Brady Bunch. Oh, that was your first crush? Mr Brady. We were just talking
0: about cartoon crushes. Did you ever have a cartoon crush? No.
1: <laughs> Yours was live action. Mine was... was like mine was Ricky Schroeder Me from too, Silver, spoons. Silver Spoons.
0: He was so hot. So hot.
1: And then Mr. Brady. Yeah. On uh Brady Mr. Bunch. Brady
0: was gay. Was gay. Wow, so you must have I on must some have unconscious on level. Now, Ricky Schroeder, back in the day. Oh, yes. OMG. I think he's
1: Rick, by the way, now. I'm I don't sorry, think he's Ricky. now he's Rick, yeah.
0: yeah. But look how oh god look there he is yeah. there's that fox the one that's highlighted on the left yeah, yeah 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 i don't like him as a man i like him still as that like he looks a little tweening. ridden hard and put away wet yeah yo yo yeah he did some drugs he, he did the throw guys.
1: but i think it was also the train because remember he was he would <laughs> the enter the room on the train <laughs> and i could just imagine myself being mr Mick, mr ricky schroeder riding the even train even his
0: dad was kind of hot he was. too yeah, was. Yeah. and his stepmom remember the stepmom erin gray erin gray mm-hmm. i used to wish she was my stepmom all the time like gosh she's so nice so beautiful they're so nice and pretty and stuff but
1: knew i knew i was gay very young and then it was just a matter of hiding it and i remember (laughs) i remember in in kindergarten coming home my parents will tell you about this that i told them i had kissed this girl allison which was a lie (laughs) because at that age i was like how do i make them think i'm not what i am (gasps) you knew and so i came home and lied to my parents and said i kissed this girl and uh, like now do you believe i'm straight and then i would you know. Sing barbara Streisand, and you know, <laughs> wanted to play with dolls and cook yeah. and be sensitive. And I'm like, ha, ha I've totally thrown them <laughs> off the case.
0: And did they know?
1: You know, of course, I'm sure they did. I, it, it was not discussed. And I came out. Most most people my age came out after college. We did not come out in college. And so I came out uh, to my sisters in college, and then to my parents after college. Yeah. And so when I told my mom oh, I'm gay, she say? said, "I know," and then did not speak about it for a year and a half.
0: Oh, wow. Mm, that
1: wasn't it. Like she said, I know. And then we never spoke about it for a year now.
0: So what about for the parents listening who suspect they might have a gay child? And what what would be the best way to approach that?
1: I mean, I think it's so different now because it's everywhere. Like that, then it was like you never saw it. You never spoke of it. There was no. no. There was no awareness of it. Like, Liberace was no. just, was like stylish. Yeah. So it didn't exist. So I don't think it's the same approach. But I think, I think, uh, you know, if my kids came home and said, I'm gay, I'm buying pan or whatever it is. I would, I would listen and I would support but I also want them not to just take the influences of the people around them mm. and I think there's such a pressure now to not be normal. You know, if you're just <laughs> a straight normal guy <laughs> and my son lights up around women so we can tell he's just a ladies man but you know if he's just a straight white guy you know well
0: let's hope your girl's a, a lesbo maybe i hope so maybe
1: she does. <laughs> she really loves pink and frills though oh
0: no and she has
1: no interest in the home depot
0: oh no <laughs>
1: she we've taken her there she could care less
0: that sucks yeah, because um, you're right. I think now, I mean, from what I can gather on TikTok, it's like not cool to just right to just yeah. be like a cisgendered regular no. whatever kid. You have to have like five different identities and totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I know, I know uh, one of my uh, one of my goddaughters. Uh, her mom was so excited for her to be a lesbian, and, then, and we think she's <laughs> bi, but you might be lesbian. like at some point. I to I mean, I think you're pushing it. I think you're pushing, and the mom's straight. Like I think you're pushing the lesbian agenda oh, a little aggressive. She's That'd like, "How cool great. it would be if I had a lesbian daughter." It'd be the new. best. And i be like, it's so fun." But I'm like, maybe she's not. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe one you. Mine will be
0: gay. Yeah, I hope so.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait. So so okay. Like let's say, should it, should you drop hints as a parent? Like kind of being like, like for instance, mm. my. Well, my old my older boy is really into the Little Mermaid, and I sense mm-hmm. he has a crush on Ariel. Mm. But I'm trying to just be neutral and not make him embarrassed, and be like, "Oh, you know, look in Amazon. Like, did you? Here's an Ariel doll. Would you <laughs> like an Ariel? Nice. Right? I don't know. But should I? Like, let's say he he was into Prince Eric. Should I be like, should we get a Prince Eric doll? Like, should I foster gayness? Or... Who's Prince Eric? He's he's Ariel's love interest.
1: Oh, in Little Mermaid. Okay. Who
0: falls in love with her despite her not being able to
1: speak. And flippers.
0: And flippers. Well, because guys don't care what, you know, the dude says. I mean, the women says. But, oh, I, God, I, I, I love
1: that he's been brought up here. Yeah, he
0: he's so cute though, right? Um. So anyway, would you have wanted your mother to be like, oh, here's your Prince
1: Eric doll? I think... I think too embarrassing? They were such... Such guarded differences then, like boys playing with dolls was wrong, like mm. wrong. I remember playing with my really cousins; was. it was wrong. I remember playing with my cousins' oh. dolls and being nervous that my dad would walk in, and it's oh really hard to play when you're like slightly terrified at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I think having the toys be fluid, having like, I think that's all good. I just, I, 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 I feel like I don't want to lead the conversation by being woke like more than they need it
0: interesting so that's like pushing the issue yeah
1: i kind of want it to them to bring it up when it's there and let them sort of figure out what they want rather than me saying okay this is what i think i'm supposed to do because i really think that figuring that out and just reinforcing love no matter who you are no matter who you are i love you no matter who you are i love you yeah um you know we were not a family that said i love you a lot i mean i don't know but we, yeah no I mean, really <laughs> never um what uh, it's for
0: weak people that's for,
1: that's for L- all saying
0: all the, i love you is what we all the
1: american children yes! arriving with their yes! hostess cupcakes and their love from their parents and love notes yes. written in their oh, lunch boxes please. and i'm like i didn't have time to write myself a love note when i was packing <laughs> the lunches and i was like wow there's so much expression um, I, and again, oh my God. I think that's great, but also there's a middle ground. Like, yeah. you know, there are times with our kids where we're strict. Like, we're definitely strict. You have
0: to be. I think that's what they respond to more is the boundaries and the no's. That, that's important yeah. to and, be like, you can't just do anything you want to, our, man.
1: greatest compliment, and this happened last night. We went to a restaurant, and it happens a lot, is we'll be sitting at a restaurant, and some older couple, like 60s, 70s, will walk over on their way out and say, those two children are the best behaved children we've ever seen in a restaurant wow. they never look at screens they never get toys they just sit there and we talk and all because that's in europe and asia <laughs> all oh, yeah. the children behave oh yeah and it's so not the norm the amount of times we sit down and screens are pulled out for the ne- restaurant restaurant at home Like screens never exist on our table wow and we're and we there's no way and we're just we're much more old school slash european yeah yeah about yeah. manners
0: uh, are you you're speaking my language, yeah. bro? Nothing makes me crazier when you go to somebody's house and the children are, you know, watching the TV mm-hmm. and they don't even acknowledge that somebody's
1: walked into the ooh, door. Ooh. We had, we went to Florida for Mm-mm. a holiday a while ago when we could travel and my daughter and my cousin, my, actually my niece. So my niece is, I think 28. She and I have kids the same age, which is strange because I'm a generation above her. And the kids were watching TV and my, the great aunt was leaving the matriarch of the family. And so I, uh, her, her, the the daughter was saying, the niece was like, I'm not going to go grab my kids and drag her out to say goodbye to you. And I'm like, well, mm. you're about to watch me do that exact thing. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no way 83-year-old no aunt leaves oh, no. without each child coming out and saying goodbye. Absolutely. And there's no way. And so many times, I'll be at parent friends' homes and like the child is screaming upstairs, the child mm-hmm. is wanting to to the table or they won't eat lunch or they won't like... And my kids just sit there And they'll look and they'll say like you know are we allowed to run around i'm like no no you're not (laughs) but it's it's just not everything is what you want not every and i think it's a powerful parenting tool not everything's going to go the way you want yeah how do you roll with it you're not going to get dinner that you want if you don't like dinner you have to eat it anyway
0: yeah well uh, yeah i tell my kid he's like i don't like that the green beans Mm. i'm like all right well eat what you can i'm not going to go and make you 10 different dinners or try it take a bite whatever yeah, I agree. Manners are very important. Acknowledging Huge. when somebody walks into the room, saying goodbye to people. My two-year-old now, when you walk in, goes, "How was your day?" That's so sweet. Because they know, like, that's what we say when you come. In. How was your day? What did you do? Ba 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 Which, by the way, immigrant household, nobody asks. I at least in our house, how was your day? No. Are
1: <laughs> <No. laughs> you kidding me?
0: <laughs> what did you do today? I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. It was just not
1: parents. What? Parents were not what it, it was not assumed that they would talk and be friends with their children. Right, like that 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 fam- that buddy relationship didn't exist. Wow, no screens
0: even for the boy. You're good because my first kiddo, Ellis, was just all pistons, man. When he was two years old, that was the only way we could get him to sit and just be mm. calm and eat because he was so fucking fired up. But now we took it away. Now both kids just eat without screens. And, and just talk. Hey, man, what we'll was school like? What did you do? Did you play on the slides?
1: Did you play with so-and-so? Yeah. yeah,
0: what happened? Yeah, it's really important. I think that's a huge deal. And I think yeah.
1: 90% of the time when we come home, my husband and I are too tired to do it. Yeah. We still do it. We still make ourselves sit there, have the conversation. We'd much rather put them in front of the TV and eat dinner and catch up ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes think, we do, and sometimes we do. Yeah. Like they have a special treat they can watch TV and eat their dinner in the, in the, in the family room. But... Ninety-five percent of the time, it's just us, and especially at restaurants, you just don't—you don't have toys, you don't have screens. It's a special yeah. treat.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck, man. So fifty-fifty, dads and dads. Mm. Wow. So, how are you guys handling COVID? Is now—is—is is he home more now?
1: He is. He's home now. At least we week- get weekends. But then last weekend, with the heat, he had to go in uh, mm. to check on patients. I mean, it's—it's it's really for families where someone is on the front line. Mm. It is a very intense experience because not only is you're on the front line of exposure and and he's there like that's his number one priority he's kept the virus out for 6 months 6 plus that's months amazing. not one patient has had it in his facility wow. in his nursing home but he's absolutely not home and I'm frustrated and over tired because I work full time and then I look after the kids. And so you're working
0: full time too.
1: Full time, full time, and I'm on the board of stuff and I have like how? meetings.
0: How? Just how? Wait, they're... how are you taking care of the kids and working full time? Well, right
1: the now? kids are now back at school. Oh,
0: that's right. So you've they got just that opened a nice month They're right. little
1: preschool open. Yeah, so I've got a window. Thank
0: room. God.
1: But before that, it was just me oh and God. on calls with major studio executives. And but, but it was kind of nice <laughs> that like screaming. everyone's kid would show up at some point. <laughs> and know. and it was nice because I feel like COVID got rid of this. I'm a worker, yeah. and then separate from that, I have a family, and I the agree. twain shall never meet. Now it's like, no, I, I, I am a, I'm I a good worker, I also have children.
0: That's true, and I wonder how that's going to affect policies moving forward mm. with like women in the workplace, or parents in the workplace too. If we ever
1: get back to a workplace, we might all work from home. <laughs>
0: I think we will. I think we will, because the, the human need for connection, and for a real thing, and you know, it is different doing business in person than it, it is on Zoom. But, a Zoom is garbage, but man. But overhead-wise, companies are on, seeing yeah. forget it we it's, don't need an office it's gone yeah, yeah.
1: I, I i think from a personal perspective it would be great but yeah. i don't see big companies saying i'm going to rush and invest in a office space anytime soon
0: no you're right plus yeah
1: it's gonna it's be all sc-
0: it's gonna be interesting how the world pans out after this even geographically with people migrating to different places mm-hmm. now that they don't have to be here what's what's that gonna look like the city life yes. and parenting life and work life uh gosh what's i gonna have to do the 50 50 stuff oh 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 god i lost it i think you guys said da, 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 da. fuck having two dads oh working we were talking off mic before this started about now that people are really just home focusing on their children, a lot of stay at home parents, um, you know, this is their world all the time, but now we've both had the experience of being exclusively like stay at home mm-hmm. parents. And you realize how kid time is so different than real parent like real adult time. Yeah. You can't do shit. No. When you're caring for a like, not two twi- and three. Not two and no, three. No, no, not mm. two and four. Two and four, no. Even today I just I took my two year old to the little shopping center we got some chocolate milk and even that like that takes that should take 15 minutes that takes 45 to an hour with a two-year-old and you just go uh, you know surrender you surrender. surrender that is the thing i tell
1: people and i and i, and I like to tell men about it because mm. i think there's you know there's the cult of, of motherhood and there's also the cult of fatherhood and the cult of fatherhood is, hood is like you don't really complain you don't really talk about as men again we didn't carry the child the child shows up and you have this immediate love, mm. but men really, really, they derive a lot of comfort from communication. And so for me, I would say uh, the relationship super deepened when they could talk.
0: Mm. And I find
1: when I talk to That's so true. fathers oh, my of mine, too. Yeah. other fathers, I'm like, who, who the baby's like six months. And I'm like, it's okay if you're feeling a little not connected because everyone around you is like, it's a love you have never <laughs> known. Yeah. The depth of it is so great. I'm like, yeah, I would kill. I would kill for it. But yeah. But, love i've never like, <laughs> yeah. for a guy it may take longer like because communication is so important because so much of it is just caretaking 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 and you don't really know who this person is and yeah. i tell fathers it's okay if you're not you know writing hallmark cards every day like that's all right for men it's different it's different how the parenting bond works
0: it kicks in a little differently it does kick in, it does kick in you're right because with, when they're infants tom I remember one day I was having a nervous breakdown with um, my second child Julian. I was just in a postpartum haze. Mm. I was falling apart, and he's he says to me, he's like, "You can't fall apart. You're the captain of the ship, you know." And, and and you know, and I was like, "Yeah, but this is your second time around. You know what's going yeah. on. I mean, I, I know what he was saying. Like, I'm the lead here, and because the baby lives off of my breasts right mm-hmm. now, and he didn't want to see me fall to pieces. Well, I wasn't falling to pieces. It was just a temporary sure, like, sure. blip, but. I think you're right. There was a helplessness to that, to that moment with him of like, I
1: can't do this. Like you do this. This is your thing. But I'm wondering if there. <laughs> but I wonder if if the expectations were different from birth. Like from the moment the baby came, that. We could acknowledge as a society that the woman has physically, mentally, hormonally been tapped. Yeah. If I there's wish a too. way to say, okay, here are three specific things the guy can do. He can do the middle of the night feeds, he can do something. Yeah, man. But give them the the dad the opportunity to bond early so that you're not the only source of comfort moving forward. I agree. Because the yeah. longer you're the only source of comfort, the more you're putting all the emotional weight of the child on you only. Yep. And that, and I've never they been a They get
0: acclimated, they get accustomed to just mom being the source mm-hmm. of all the comfort. That's so true. I think one of the most inhumane things I experienced with both of my children is that you're taxed. You've just been through labor, which is in and of itself like so exhausting. You're broken mm-hmm. in half and the hospitals now go oh you're done mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. here's the baby here's the baby. and you're like wait what? and then here's the breastfeeding lady who's mm-hmm. going to come around and pinch your nipples mm-hmm. in about a day when you're completely sore and you're having contractions because your uterus is going mm-hmm. back together mm-hmm. and and it's like well remember the 70s or back in the day they took the baby from the mother and put that baby in the nursery mm-hmm. so that why mom can recover and just sleep and you knew that baby was fed it was looked after it was fine i don't know why they stop doing that insurance oh is that insurance. right
1: mother's fatigue is not a reason for in, for a billable no i mean women <sighs> are rushed terrible. out rushed out i know and and i'm like and you can't not watch a woman who goes through the last month of, of pregnancy and labor and after, and not be like we need to give her all the resources in the world she can and her husband should be treated as an equal partner in I this know. parenting I know. You know uh, even if you're doing the breastfeeding, why aren't the meals being made for him? Like, if you yeah. set up the expectation, the problem is I find it's m- m- mom's coming. Tell me. In-
0: Let's tell me. Let's finish on. Give me some tips that women can do. Because as an out, you're seeing us mm-hmm. from the outside. So tell us what can women do to make their lives easier. Give these women some tips. Listening. What th- do you recommend?
1: I think it's not feeling like it is your burden alone to bear, mm-hmm. and and even if it mostly is, try and shift the percentage to like seventy thirty. 60 yeah. 40 you know have them clean have them do the meals have them nurse like and, and i really tell them please allow the father enough time to bond that they can be a source of comfort mm. because if the, the next six months to a year you are the only source of comfort during crying in the middle of the night <laughs> you've created a real problem
0: you've created the monster you've created
1: the monster so try yeah. 50 50 partnership for comforting it won't be able to be 50 50 but push towards that so that you acknowledge and again women i'm back at work who was the Facebook woman who was like I was back at work at 10 weeks and I'm like I know I read that book before just I had up. Sheryl
0: Sandberg's book. Sheryl Sandberg, that lean thing. in and I read that before we had kids and I was like oh no problem I can just take my baby to work because mm-hmm. you don't know what that shit is like no she is delusional and her husband passed away so and she makes poor
1: woman hundreds of millions of, millions of dollars like, and no. I guarantee you she has a lot of support she has
0: a lot of help that yeah. m- the average woman listening to this podcast doesn't have nannies that nannies. probably wasn't but in the book nannies. All at, like, no no like, <laughs> There was no mention no of nanny.
1: Surprising that. <laughs> you know, people always like, I do this and I do this, but I won't tell you how I did it so that you have an unrealistic ex- expectation that you will fail in. Yes. That, is, that is the communication I see between mothers and mothers. Not all of them, I mean, the wonderful yeah, mother groups. But, but the toxic ones are, I found it so hard, but I'm not going to show you that. I'm going to show you how great I do it. Yes. And then you, when you find it hard... Will now question that and say, "But she didn't find it hard, so so
0: why can't I do it?" I call it the the Instagram mom
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time comparing myself to Instagram moms. Mm. Where um like there's oh my god there's this great one I follow. I actually I really do love them because I I want to be like them inside, but I'm not, and I it's fine. I've accepted it. Like you see those moms that are like, I've got four kids, but I had time to curl my hair in mm-hmm. perfect tendrils. And she's wearing like a perfect outfit and the house looks amazing. And you're like, bitch, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Because if I went to try and curl my hair, my two-year-old would grab the curling iron, burn his hand. And the other one would grab my lipstick, open it up, put his finger in it. Like, what are you
1: talking about? It just don't work. Parenting is the great equalizer. You know, it's the it great sure equalizer. Is. My two-year-old is a lot like your two-year-old. Like it's just, it's, it's how we look at it how yeah. we face it and how we react to it. If we look at it like a burden and exhausting and we're tired all the time, then we probably should talk to our partner about sharing some of that burden. Yeah. If we, if we resent it because of fatigue, we probably should sleep because that is going to trickle down to the kid. There's no way yeah. it's not. And I just think to make it simple, you know, they've been doing this for years. People all over the world have children and then they go right and they, in a field and then they go right back and they sort of, the child lives and it's fine. I think we've overcomplicated it. Yeah. And I really think it's so simple.
0: I know it is when especially when you think that um this is temporary like Mm -hmm. I know once once my older boy hit four it was just like for me I I felt like ah this is great man he's a kid like now game on and now it's he's chill he's just like it's fun the two-year-old too he's a chill too he's a chill bro so it's like it's more fun now yeah and I think the less pressure I put on myself to do everything right and to do it like make all the meals perfectly and sneak the veggies in every mm-hmm. single meal like guess what Sundays we're doing fries and sure. um chicken nuggets bro like that's what's happening that's Absolutely. what's up and you guys are going to be fine cuz I grew up eating fast food totally. <laughs> I'm
1: totally fine Totally so. fine <laughs> and if we do need if we need to TV night or we need like totally Yeah fine. dude
0: do that shit too homie Yeah I'm parenting like a dad that's going to be my book
1: Parenting <laughs> like a, I, mean, it, 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 I mean this the world would not work without moms but I th- <laughs> Think there's something that moms could they could lean on dads more. I love Or this. hold dads accountable. I more I like this, to Riaz. The I
0: know I got to go. Oh. I like this. I like this uh, holding dads accountable, Riaz. This is fascinating. Will you come back I and we'll do that. a part
1: two? I, I, we could obviously talk for a while. I, I would know love that.
0: you're so fascinating and Thank you're you. so interesting. And what I love about you is that you're not a victim of your of your circumstance. No. And I like I I want this generation to see how the Xers came up because I think there's something, I I love Gen X obviously because it's Mm -hmm. mine, but like we raised ourselves
1: Opened the door with the key. Bro. Made ourselves a snack. Bro. Did our homework.
0: That's what's up, Jen Y.
1: That's totally what's up. What was up was nothing unless we did it. That's right. Nothing was up unless we did it.
0: And I think there's something wonderful with consciousness raising Mm -hmm. and like, definitely, dude. Like, yes. Oh, shit. That's happening. Oh, my gosh. But then I think the other part is like, great. You have the power. Fucking do something about it. Create. You know, makes make some shit happen real and in your own life, I'm saying. Yeah. Don't just do it. but do the, but do the work. Fucking do it. Do yeah. the work. All right. Thank you so much. So nice. You're to meet so you. wonderful. Thank I you. just adore you. And thank our mutual <laughs> friend. Shout out to Jessica, Jessica for hooking us up today. I just adore you. All right. Until next time, mom. Stay cool, bros. Boop boop. Where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs,
1: hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at podcast With
0: Christina P